What? Wake up! You've been there, snoozing behind your eyelids when all of a sudden the alarm sounds, reality hits. We all open our eyes, get out of bed, yet many of us never really come back to life. Hi, I'm Camden and this is my podcast, Wake Up With Me and Live. You'll experience increased hope, vibrance, gratitude, and perspective as we shake off the old and put on the new. It's 10 till the rest of your life, people. Time to wake up. Hello, it's Camden, and it is time to wake up. Listen, let's talk a little bit about out-of-box programming. Have you guys ever seen Toy Story? <laughs> I remember one of the first times I saw Toy Story, and then I saw like Toy Story number three or four. I can't, I can't keep track. I think it was three. Um, I was down in Peru, and I saw it in Spanish, and it was hilarious. I want to talk a little bit about Buzz Lightyear and um, the out-of-box programming that Buzz Lightyear approaches his world in. And then at some point he gets back to factory reset. Do you remember this? He is like, there's only like four things that he can say. He's totally not himself in out of box programming on that reset. And in fact, they change his language to Spanish and it's like Spanish from Spain. And he's so funny. (laughs) Um, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. I want to talk about our out of box programming, our Buzz Lightyear moments that happen And a lot of the time, we really get angry at ourselves when this out-of-box programming happens. So let's take a look at Buzz Lightyear and Toy Story. Just stick with me here. He is a friend to Woody. He is a friend to all of the other toys. And in fact, he is like this superhero. But when he first meets all of them, he kind of acts like a crazy person because he has been like brainwashed to think that he is only one way. He's only one kind of toy and that his job is to kill Zerg. Was that the enemy's name? And so he is just like totally obsessed about finding Zerg and getting rid of the planet, like the aliens, the bad guys. He's using his laser beams on all these funny, cute little toys. They're just like, what is wrong with this guy? They're totally not taking him seriously. I'm like picturing when him using like one of the laser beams and it like just lights up a little light on one of the toys heads. And they're like, what the heck? <laughs> like nothing's going to happen. You do realize you're a toy, right? And, um, you know, he has to acclimate to the idea that as Buzz Lightyear, he actually has a personality outside of his out of box programming. And then later, like I said, I think in number three, Toy Story, is when he gets reprogrammed back to factory settings in Spanish, and he becomes kind of that quote-unquote robot character that um, isn't his true self. I think that we have a similar thing. Um, One of my coaches said this term on one of her podcasts the other day, and I thought it was genius, and I, I... told Siri to remind myself, you know, later in the evening of this, to think a little bit more about this idea of out of box programming. Um, is the first time I'd really thought about it this way. All of us come to earth, you know, as these little tiny babies and, um, yes, we're not programmed a certain way, but also, yes, we have biology that is going to, uh, make or break us. Right. So, um, I guess what I'm saying is if you have really tall parents, like taller than six feet, I think that's tall, then the likelihood of you becoming tall is already kind of in your factory settings, right? There's not really anything you can do about that one. You're just going to be tall. 
But there are other characteristics that we take on that can sometimes be biological or just sometimes the way that we're wired, maybe the brains, the way that our brains are made. And this out-of-box programming is what we innately and what our natural self usually um, reacts to or, or shows up as. For me, my out-of-box programming, I have recognized is when I feel out of control, overwhelmed, or upset, I yell. (laughs) I get upset, I get frustrated, and I yell, I blow up. And this has happened in a variety of different times throughout my life. Um, I remember it happening growing up when I was babysitting my siblings. I remember this happening as a college student with my roommates. I remember, of course, this happening as a mom and as a wife, I remember this even happening when I was um, leading a humanitarian group um, when I got really upset at one of the parents, which is very embarrassing for me. Um, And I don't really like that part of my out-of-box programming. Um, I don't feel like that's something that is serving me very well to blow up at people when I get overwhelmed. And so it's something that I'm working on. When my brain gets so overloaded with stimuli, with responsibility, when I feel like I have to fix and make sense and make smooth every situation, I can't take it anymore. And my energy comes up through my esophagus and out of my mouth in a yell, clenched fists, grunting frustration, and often leaves other people a little bit taken aback by my reaction. And I'm never really proud of it in the end. So I don't know what your like knee-jerk reaction to a situation is that. Maybe you cry Maybe you feel just tons of guilt and shame and you just, you're very introverted and you turn internally. Maybe um, you are like the knee jerk reaction to try and control is that you're extremely particular about how everything has to have a place, everything has to be very organized and meticulous. Maybe you're the exact opposite and you're just like, when you get overwhelmed, you're just like, forget about it, nothing matters, and you're just a complete scattered mess of ideas and papers and (laughs) everything all around you. Maybe you feel very, very anxious when you're overwhelmed and you start to think of all the things that could possibly go wrong. Or maybe you just pretend like nothing is bad and you're blindly optimistic and usually find yourself in situations where you really could have planned ahead, but because you were overwhelmed, you didn't want to think things through. I don't know what your out-of-box programming is, but in my opinion, it's really, really helpful for us to get clear on what that is so that we can know recognize when it's happening and we can learn and start to know a little bit more about how we can um, reprogram (laughs) that, that programming. So like I said earlier, I kind of call this my knee jerk reaction. You know, when you go to the doctors and they take that little um, weight and they hit that place right underneath your kneecap that causes that reflex to, to kick your knee up. It's like, I feel overwhelmed, there's too much stimuli, I yell, right? Um, I'm going to tell you a few 
few uh, times in my life when I've seen this happen and, oh goodness, uh, specifically about um, my daughter and about how I show up as a mom. My babies are, I have three kids within four years pretty much. Um, and so I had three babies. I, I had, you know, at one point they were one, two, and three years old. Oh, it like, bleh. I do have some trauma around those years. I do have some PTSD because it wasn't just the fact that they were babies, but I did not sleep. I woke up six to seven times a night on average. And, um, I was always extremely paranoid about one baby waking up another baby cause they were a year apart. It's not like they were twins and used to each other's sounds, which I do understand that twins also wake each other up, but, uh, it's not like they've grown up together. So, um, I was just very, very anxious about that. And I would just move from one bed to feeding one of them to back to my bed to sleep for 45 minutes, to be woken up by the other one, to go feed them, to go back to bed for 10 minutes, to be woken up by another one, to feed them. Like it was just constant all night long crying. I had postpartum. I didn't realize I had postpartum depression. I was so over my head that it it was just, it was awful. And so now I share that with you because now when I hear crying, whining, upset, like when I can tell one of my kids are upset, my out-of-box programming or the way that I have been programmed is based upon those instances. And so for a long time, if I heard crying, it was just like, stop the crying, stop the crying, stop the crying, do anything to stop the crying. And I did some things that I'm not really proud of to try and stop the crying. And I would say things that weren't kind and it, it caused a lot of guilt and a lot of shame and a lot of heartache and a lot of sadness. And even looking back, like I'm still working on that. It's still really difficult for me to accept um, the, the unkindness that I was, you know, um, showing toward my kids uh, even in, in with postpartum depression. <laughs> and... Um, I I didn't want that to happen anymore. So once I recognized and I had a coach tell me, what if you don't have to fix the the crying? What if you don't have to fix it? Like it can just be, you can allow them to feel those emotions and you can just sit there with them and tell yourself that you don't have to fix it. And you might laugh, but I actually bought noise canceling headphones and I wore those sometimes when it just got to be too much. Um, And then as soon as I started to shift my mentality and shift my programming as to why it was that I was getting really upset and overwhelmed when they were crying and making all these whining sounds, once I realized, okay, I can just look at this with curiosity. I can look at this as an outsider looking in and not having to take any responsibility. Now, mind you, if they're hurt, I'm going to comfort them and make sure that they're okay and don't need to be rushed to the hospital. But I'm going to be a little bit more... Um, I'm going to be a little bit more of like an outsider versus somebody that's going to have to fix the situation. I'm going to look at it, like I said, with curiosity. I'm going to look at this as not something that needs to be fixed, but there's something that exists. And as I started to do that, I felt the nerves and the anxiety and the built up energy in me really subside. 
And I felt more in control of myself. And that knee-jerk reaction to to uh, lash out in anger or throw something or stomp my foot, whatever it might be, um, really wasn't uh, appealing anymore. Because now I wasn't throwing a tantrum because I couldn't control my own emotions while my own toddler was not controlling their emotions. Now I could be the centered person that didn't have to fix anything, that could look at things with curiosity. And it kind of goes into that pause of understanding, okay, I have an urge to yell. Why do I have that urge? And can I change that? And I'm telling you, I have definitely gotten better. Um, I have I've recognized what my out-of-box programming is. It's to yell in stressful situations. And I've recognize that that's a knee-jerk reaction to my inability to calm my own emotions in high-stress situations. And now that I can see that that can be changed simply, not simply, (laughs) but one step at a time while I recognize what is the trigger, what is my programming tell me to do, and what programming do I actually want to show up with. And so when my kids are out of control even though I'm not perfect, I'm so much better now. I can calm myself, look at them crying, tell myself, I don't have to fix this. I'm in control of my body. This might seem stressful. You're feeling like you need to fix it because of your past PTSD. Everyone is safe right now. They're allowed to feel emotions. And a lot of the time I just kind of wait until there's a lull in their outburst. And I say, I can tell that you're upset. In a calm voice, I would love to hear when you're ready, you know, what's going on. And then we can usually have a conversation or we can go into their bedroom and talk about it or whatever might happen. And oftentimes just by being able to listen to them, they get all their frustrations out and, and we can move on. So I know not all of you are, are parents here, but you have something in your out-of-box programming that's driving you crazy, whether that's with coworkers or roommates or spouses or significant others or partners. There's something in there that you're wanting to change. And I just want to reemphasize the fact that you have the power and the programming to change those neural pathways and to make something that is difficult and builds anxiety right now in you into something that's powerful and that you can be completely in charge of. So remember Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Remember that there's someone in there that's so much more dynamic than that out-of-box programming. It's going to take time and effort, but once you get to know yourself, you're going to be this delightful character that everybody enjoys, a superhero of sorts that people really enjoy to call call a friend. And I I just am so excited for you to get to know them even better. So I'm going to leave you the same way I leave you every time. I believe in you. I'm cheering you on. And it is time to go wake up the people. You've been listening to Wake Up with Camden. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and share with a friend who's also so ready to wake up. You can follow me on TikTok and on Instagram at Camden underscore ADHD. Thank you for being here. You have got what it takes and I am cheering you on.